quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. Hi, this is Representative Derek Kilmer from Washington State's 6th Congressional District welcoming you back to my podcast called Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer. I'm getting better at saying that. And today, my guest is Ro Khanna from California's 17th Congressional District. Thanks for being with me. Eric, it's uh, great to be on. So tell me what um, California's 17th Congressional District is. Tell me about it. Well, it's a really exciting place to represent uh, for two reasons. One, it's extraordinarily diverse, Uh, 50% foreign-born, 50% Asian-American. So you've got a huge Chinese-American, Filipino-American, Indian-American, Pakistani-American, Vietnamese-American community, a Latino community, and, of course, a Caucasian community. You can get almost any ethnic food uh, in the district uh, that you want, Best some of the best restaurants. It also happens to be the heart of Silicon Valley, uh, Apple, Google, Intel, Yahoo, Facebook's uh, a mile or two away, uh, all in the district. And so it's uh, the hotbed of innovation. That's cool. So um, if I went on vacation to California's <laughs> 17th district, where would I where would I visit? Any place? Would I go well, visit the Google headquarters? You, you would see the well. You would see the uh, <laughs> Cupertino. You would go. You would see the Apple spaceship. I'm sure folks have seen the uh, pictures of that. Uh, the new Apple campus. Uh, I would. Uh, uh, if you come to Fremont, I'll take you to some authentic. Uh, uh, restaurants. Uh, if you ever, if you enjoy good Asian food, I'm in. Uh, so those would be two two sites. This <laughs> sounds right up my uh, right up my alley. So um, tell me how you got here. Like, what what, what were you doing before Congress, and uh, what made you dive in? Well, I uh, was uh, working for the Obama administration, the Commerce Department, uh, and focused on how do we keep advanced manufacturing in uh, in the country, and was. Uh, uh, working for him for a few years, then started teaching at Stanford in economics. Uh, there was a redistricting that happened, and my uh, they drew this district that was this high-tech district, and I thought uh, I could make a contribution to the debate about the future of work and how, with automation, what we need to do to, for the jobs of the future, and uh, ran, lost the first time, uh, and then won on my second attempt. And so my wife and I had uh, uh, decided... Uh, we tried one more time. If it didn't work out, I'd do something else with my life. But fortunately, uh, we won. How have you found it here? You know, I, we were talking uh, before uh, the, we got on. Uh, I've actually found, surprisingly, people to be very friendly and very nice. It's not what you imagine when you watch House of Cards. And right. No one's it, tried to um, kill you with the subway yet. N- no one has tried to kill me. Sorry and, about the spoiler for those <laughs> who haven't seen it. You know, but people on a personal level, uh, even people, uh, you know, on the other side, they're actually very, very uh, friendly. I, I'll tell you, I mean, I disagree with him on so many things, but Mark Meadows is one of the friendliest members on a personal basis in terms of uh, always asking. We have a five-month-old. He'll always ask how your son's doing, uh, a personal... A genuine warmth. And so uh, that has surprised me. And uh, what has also surprised me is that where politics allows, people actually really want to try uh, to work together. There's actually, they get excited about it. Now, often the politics are such that it's tough to, to do that. Uh, but there's a genuine desire that people want to be additive. They rather uh, build a coalition than not. What kind of what are you what committees are you on and and where have you found those opportunities to to um, make some progress and work together on things? Well, I'm on uh, the budget committee and the House Armed Services Committee, and the uh, my bill that got passed uh, signed into law by President Trump was on uh, veterans. Uh, veterans uh, 
Right now, there, it's very difficult for companies to give apprenticeships for veterans in states without a large population because they have to go through a whole approval process in those states. And so our bill, the Valor Act, said uh, states should give reciprocity. If Washington says an apprenticeship program is uh, good enough for Microsoft and Microsoft wants to uh, provide those apprenticeships in Montana, or, uh, Montana should defer uh, to that approval. They can raise an objection, but the default should be uh, a def deference. And this will actually make it easier for apprenticeships uh, for veterans in many states. And I got I did that because Jody Arrington, who my wife and I met in orientation, he's a Republican from Texas. Uh, I worked for Obama. He worked for George Bush. Mm -hmm. uh, we bonded. He happened to be the chairman of the subcommittee of Veterans Affairs. And, uh, you know, he liked the bill, but he also the personal relationship helped. He trusted uh, that I wouldn't bring something to him that wasn't uh, of, uh, of value. And uh, we worked together to get that through committee and to get um, McCarthy to call it up for a vote. And then actually we worked with Tom Cotton in the Senate, uh, who one of my staffers, Gio Saba, happened to be on a plane trip with his staffer and they bonded. So it made me realize the uh, importance of uh, relationships to get things done here. Yeah, I, I think that's that's right on. So you men mentioned um, uh, one of the things that perhaps surprised you was that people were actually um, reasonably nice. Any other things that popped out as surprising to you? Well, the whole voting uh, is is quite uh, comical. It's a, it reminds me of being in uh, uh, high school or junior high and recess bells go off and then you have to go run to, to, uh, to, to get votes. And then I've also uh, amused at what it takes to get members of Congress to show up to meetings, which is the advertisement of free food, which yeah. is not much different than <laughs> getting someone to show up to your college club. So, yeah. you know, human nature is doesn't change much. And I think members of Congress are, as you would expect, any group of 435 people, if you pull them together and uh, uh, and uh, reflect, genuinely reflect the population. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say this, at a time of, you know, great cynicism and frustration, and I share, I mean, I ran and sort of reforming, wanting to reform Congress, and I still believe there's so much that needs to be reformed. Uh, I do believe most people still come here uh, wanting to make a difference for the country, having pretty sincere motives. Uh, and that's been refreshing to see that even with all the cynicism on a personal level, I've actually found uh, people to be more uh, substantive than you would imagine. More people read things and actually think about things than, than uh, often... Uh, people expect. And most people care about a few policy issues very sincerely. If um, if I gave you a magic wand, you mentioned your desire for reform. What are some of the things that you would change? I would uh, get rid of gerrymandering of districts. I think it would create more competitive elections, mm -hmm. more accountability. I'd eliminate- Can I ask you just yeah. on that point, like yeah. how, how have you liked the system in California where you've got a commission that, that sets the boundaries? Did... I love it. I, I think- uh, you know, and not coincidentally, both the Democrats and Republicans opposed it many times. And uh, Schwarzenegger pushed There's got to be on to something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I wouldn't have, look, I wouldn't have won. Eric Swalwell, I think, would tell you he wouldn't have won if it weren't for uh, independent commissions and top two primaries. It makes incumbents more at risk. It makes me more uh, aware that I uh, have to earn my job if I run for reelection because mm -hmm. you could have someone from your own party run against you. Uh, but I think that competition is healthy. And I think if we had kind of open primaries and uh, independent uh, districting uh, across the country, uh, it would really reform Congress. By the way, the argument against it is often, well, in a democratic state, you want to just draw the lines to favor Democrats because 
Republicans in Republican states draw the lines to favor Republicans. But it's so turned out that uh, independent redistricting has actually been good for uh, Democrats, that it hasn't been the case that if we had drawn, rigged the districts, that would have necessarily been right. better. So I, I think that uh, you could do this in a way that's not going to upset the larger balance of power. It's just going to mean incumbents are uh, going to face more competition. So gerrymandering's one. Other stuff? Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, the influence of uh, special interest money. I started this no PAC caucus. I personally don't take PAC and lobbyist money. I admit it's easier for me. I come from an affluent district in Silicon Valley. There are people who have the means to be able to write individual checks. But I think the the Congress would be better off if we moved away uh, from PACs and lobbyists. Uh, I'm going to be introducing this bill. I've been working with Larry Lessig and Bruce Ackerman, democracy dollars. The basic idea is everyone has a hundred bucks that they can use for elections. I think Seattle actually Seattle did. Seattle has it, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, uh, I, I think there are different creative proposals on how we get more uh, ordinary individuals having a voice in politics, but I think that would go a a long way. Is there um, any issue that you think uh, Congress should focus more on? I think the future of work. I mean, mm-hmm. think about how our military analyzes threats. I mean, the threat of North Korea or the threat on, on our national security. You know, I obviously disagree with this administration's handling, but you do have smart, thoughtful people at the Pentagon thinking about what consequences could happen and how we respond. Well, we know that we're going to have the automation of major industries, the transformation of work, new industries emerging. Who is in our government thinking about how we manage this transition? Mm -hmm. How are we going to prepare for that transition? And uh, I think that's one of the big missed opportunities right now uh, with all the debates we're having. It seems uh, we could be having the same tax debate in the 1980s as we're having today. No one is really thinking about the software revolution and the transformation we're undergoing as an economy and how we address that. Um, from a policy standpoint, what do you think would look different if that had the focus that you think it should have? Well, I think we would be far more focused on communities left behind and how we are going to provide people with jobs and skills uh, in those communities. Let me give you an example. Uh, we know uh, in uh, Ohio uh, there is a huge demand and need for auto mechanics. But uh, there's a shortage of auto mechanics because now auto mechanics need to understand basic uh, software uh, programming because a lot of the manufacturers have software embedded in their parts. So could you have a private-public consortium in uh, Cleveland or in Youngstown funding auto mechanics to be digitally proficient for the types of skills they're going to need in a 21st century economy? That is not a partisan idea. It would be, in my view, a better use of our dollars than just tax cuts to corporations. But those types of technology zones in communities specific to those industries, so not everyone in Ohio has to work at Facebook or Apple, but everyone in Ohio probably is going to need a certain level of digital proficiency. Sure. I know you've also been really engaged on the issue of net neutrality. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I appreciate that. And uh, it's something that uh, I'm passionate about because I think the Internet is one place that hasn't been corrupted by uh, the influence of uh, special interests. Everyone right now uh, pays the same amount to get access to the Internet. Now, we pay probably more than we should because there are a bunch of uh, companies that have a monopoly here. Uh, but we pay 30 bucks or something to get on online. If you get rid of net neutrality, 
Imagine if you had to pay 30 bucks online to get online. And then if you send out too many emails, you got to pay another five bucks. If you got into a Twitter war with someone, you got to pay another 10 bucks. If you downloaded too many videos, you got to pay another seven bucks. That's the world we'd be moving to. Uh, it'd be like cable. Uh, and I think that's not good for people uh, in terms of getting access uh, to the internet. Uh, and it's going to enrich the uh, internet service providers at the expense of consumers. The uh, um, Congress usually finishes voting on uh, Thursday or Friday around noon. What what happens to you after that? Well, I uh, usually head back uh, back home uh, to to California. How early? Where, uh, what well, flight can you get on? <laughs> so often I am uh, on a uh, early flight at like a five a.m. a flight. Uh, if we're if I'm flying the next morning, Friday morning, or I'll get on a flight after votes around uh, six, and we land at about eleven p.m. California time. And then how quick to get home? Uh, it's about a forty-five minute drive. Okay. Uh, but one thing I've always been fortunate I I can fall asleep almost anywhere, and so I fall asleep <laughs> on the plane, and uh, so that makes it uh, uh, easier. I'm always ambitious. I I try to take a book or something and. And inevitably, I fall asleep like 40 minutes into the into the flight. So uh, it's uh, it's not uh, that bad if you can sleep on the. I'm plane. I'm terribly jealous. I'm incapable yeah. of sleeping on a plane. So, um, <laughs> do you ever watch the, any of the movies on the plane? I I haven't. I sometimes I have, but usually I usually candidly I fall fall asleep. <laughs> Ro, my first job was working in a video store, um, West Side Video. Uh, wow. Speaking of the um, future of work, something right. that no longer <laughs> exists. Um, so I always like to wrap this up by getting a sense of um, your favorite movies, if there's a few that yeah. are on the uh, Kana family must-watch list. Well, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I was a huge Rocky fan. I've watched all the uh, the Rocky movies, and it's just a great, uh, you know, I've gone up the Philadelphia Art Museum steps, and it's a, a great uh, movie of uh, an, an underdog. It's still kind of inspiring. Uh, so that uh, that's probably my, my favorite. We have a uh, five month old and of course we haven't gone to any movies but I'm looking forward to uh, going to kids movies as he <laughs> grows up. <laughs> That's awesome. I am a huge Rocky fan. My kids are now 8 and 11 and um, I made them watch all of the Rocky movies. Did you really? Including uh, number 5 which is not good. Um, yes, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the one Tommy of the, Gun yeah. was not yeah, good. Right. I, I, I'm consistently upset by Rocky 4. Why is that? Um, uh, I think there is blood on the hands of the ref who fails to stop the fight uh, when Apollo Creed gets killed um, by right. Ivan Drago. And that ref has one job, and yes. it's to protect boxer safety. Yeah. And he fails, and I'm just very upset about wow. it. Wow. Well, that, I've not heard that before, but I, I'll have to, to, to rewatch the movie. I mean, it's kind of a movie of, of course, American patriotism, and we— uh, we 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 beat the uh, the Soviets, but your 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 concern is the fight prior to that. I really think it's <laughs> uh, it's a it's a miscarriage of justice, and uh, I'm very upset. I, about I didn't it. realize I would strike a. Yeah. a, a, a I get very upset about it. You don't want to get me started, but yeah. um, now how do you feel about like CTE and NFL? Are you? Uh, <laughs> you <know? laughs> don't get me started. I promise. I, I promise. Well, um, have you seen the? Uh, have you seen Creed? I, I have. Th- right. That's the sun, right? Yeah, Apollo yeah. sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I, I think the the best ones were uh, uh, Rocky two and and Rocky four. And but uh, yeah, like they're any, all good. They're I all mean, good. the one with Mr. T is yeah, fantastic no, Mr. and Hulk Hogan. That was three, right? Yeah, that's, a that's well right. appreciated yeah. role by Hulk Hogan. But um, 
You know, like anything, it's it's so hard to even write a sequel. Imagine something that's got like seven episodes, seven uh, uh, different uh, versions that are all pretty compelling. I think the same. You know, I was uh, amazed. I was at someone's uh, house over the weekend, and uh, their nine-year-old daughter knew all the Star Wars movies and is excited about seeing the new Star Wars. I want movie you to know coming. that's a good parent. Yeah, I mean, parent, right? <laughs> and I was like, wow, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. And and she was, you know, I get confused with all the uh, the uh, Star Wars, like you know, because they've messed up the sequencing, or it's like they. And so I was like, so which one is coming out again? And she was explaining it to me, like, how do you not know this? And here were the first three, and then now it's like I think number seven or number eight that's eight, coming out. Yeah, eight, I'm eight. prepared to give you a tutorial all right. after this podcast. Yeah. So we've covered a lot of territory. We've covered campaign finance reform and gerrymandering, net neutrality, and the tragedy that is the death of Apollo Creed. Yes. Um, Ro Khanna, thank you for being with me. I'm going to take you up on the offer of uh, eating delicious food in California's 17th district. Well, please do. That'll be great. Are you a movie buff, by the way? Or do you know like all this about every movie that someone comes on your uh, I, podcast you know, with? By, by, <laughs> by virtue of um, having my first job working in a video store, it's uh, I got paid less than minimum wage, but I got free rentals. So I've, I've seen right. more movies <laughs> than you want to know. Good. So, well, thanks for being with me. Thanks. All right.